Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Cliff Kingsbury, who is in the running, and, you know, a lot of people, including myself, are saying Belichick is the front runner for Coach of the Year. But Cliff Kingsbury has got to be right there. I mean, what he's doing with Arizona, best record in the NFL, and they were without their best player and their best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously best player, Kyler Murray, for three games. And so he deserves a ton of credit. Obviously, J.J. Watt's been hurt. Um, but he's in the running as well. So Bill Belichick actually brought him into the NFL as a quarterback years ago. And so Kingsbury was asked what it feels like to be competing with Bill Belichick as for coach of the year. And they got to be the top two guys. And he said this. They should just name the award Bill Belichick. And when he retires, bring that back. Until he retires, I don't think anyone else should get that award. He should be that every single year he's coaching. For the record, before you go, Rob, Belichick's won Coach of the Year three times, 04, 07, and 2010. Uh, Looks like he could win his fourth, but your thoughts on what Kingsbury says? I think Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know what he's talking about. He, He, every time I hear something, I'm just... My, it's mind-boggling. A couple years ago, after the Hale Murray, he went on this rant about Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes exchanging MVPs over the next Every 10 year, years. Right, you remember that? Right, right, right. What, where, hello? Is this on? <laughs> Where'd that go? So, right. so I Neither get it. one of them's winning it this year. Right. I mean, like, like stop. Like, like I, I, I get what you're trying to to be complimentary and Bill Belichick. Some of the greatest coaches, Chris, you know this, they don't win coach of the year every year because right. sometimes there'll be a coach that shows up and has a, a dog team and somehow they manage to make the playoffs and you right. go, I don't know how he did it. Right. It's I don't know how. It's shocker. Like, right. Wow, this guy was out of nowhere. They might only be 500. Exactly, but but you understand that he made something out of nothing. Absolutely. So this whole idea that Bill Belichick should win, did did, did, uh, Phil Jackson win coach of the year in the NBA every year? Chris, what year wasn't he coach of the year? No, he didn't. Very seldom did he win. Uh, Joe Torre was, how many times was he manager of the year with the Yankees? Not often. Right, right. So those guys aren't going to get the coach of the year every year. You're trying to be complimentary. You want to be complimentary. Say, hey, the guy's great. It's an honor to be in the same conversation with him. You know what I mean? And my team uh, is uh, is up there, and we've done some good things. And, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. I'm just uh, appreciative to be even mentioned with a guy who's accomplished as much. But to say that we should uh, he should win it every year and name it after him, I, I got I got news for you. There was a huge cheating scandal involving <laughs> Bill Belichick as well. So there will be no statue or no trophy, Chris, named after Bill Belichick from the league. I, I hate to break it to you. As no, great, that's, a, that's a good point. 
as great as he's been and, you know, won, Chris, he has that hanging over his head. There are still people who, who will never give Bill Belichick and the Patriots their full credit. They won't. Well, let me address Kingsbury before we go there because I think that's a point we need to flesh out too about just Belichick and this cheating scandal and its possible impact on his legacy. Uh, Kingsbury, you, Rob, you have to be careful. He's only done it twice, but it's like two times too many or at least one time too many because this reminded me and I'm sure everybody that heard it, the first thing that came to your mind was, oh, the Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray sharing the award every year and blah, blah, blah. Because it comes off, Rob, when you say that a lot, it comes off as disingenuous. Right. Right? And if they ask him about, you know, Derrick Henry, and and his answer is, well, they should just name the Offensive Player of the Year right. after Derrick Henry. I mean, every year that dude is the best running back. Like, it's like, uh, dude... It's coming off as disingenuous. Right. Everybody's great. Everybody right. should get a trophy. No, just <laughs> all you have to do is just say, hey, man, he, tr- that was a tremendous play. Who knows? Maybe that kid, if things work out, could win an MVP one day. Do you, do you know what I right. mean? But, right. but after that, that was after the Hail Murray. And you were, that's really, remember that? Yep. Like, like, okay, yep. he threw a pass at the end of the game and it went for a touchdown. But, but. MVP and and then the split with Patrick Mahomes at that time, Patrick wasn't soiled. He was the hottest thing going. No, I mean to even put his name in the conversation with Patrick wasn't even real. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what you brought up was interesting. Belichick, look, I do think he's the best coach ever. Um, and but you are right that there is tainted because of the cheating scandal. But right, and and people, some people are always going to point to that. But Rob, I don't think it's going to stick to him to the point where he won't gener- generally be recognized as the greatest coach of all time. Like even Michael Jordan, who I think by most people's estimation, certainly people under fifty, right? Well, even sixty, maybe sixty and under, view Michael Jordan as the goat most. But there's still those out there that think he's not, whether they think it's LeBron right, or the older right. people who think it's Kareem or whoever. So I think you'll always have those people, Rob. But I, I, I feel like when you see most pundits on television, whether they're ex-coaches, ex-players, you know, just personalities, what have you, most people – most, not all, most, I believe, Rob, refer to Belichick as the GOAT. Oh, see, there are people who, who would still take Vince Lombardi, who would take uh, um, of course, Don but I mean, when you think no, about I'm just the saying, people you see they're, they're, on television who are shaping opinions, do, yeah. do you disagree that most people, that you, when most people, if they're going to say there's a GOAT coach, most that I've se- seen... Say it's Belichick. Yeah, I, I've I've talked to other people who say who who think that that will hurt him ultimately. Like like I would be. I'm gonna tell you this. Okay, here here the Vince Lombardi Trophy. I would be shocked if the NFL names a trophy after Bill Belichick. Given, I, I agreed. And and here's the reason why. 
if you do that and then there's more that comes out later on, it's like right. an embarrassing thing. There's something there. And then can you imagine naming a trophy after him and then there's a story about the cheating. You're escapades. right. But is that going to affect him being viewed as the greatest coach ever? There's not a Michael Jordan award in the NBA. Yeah. No, I know. I, I think right. I no. I, I, but, but I'm just saying it's like Barry was, Bonds. If he right? was really that guy, yeah. The, you and I have thing. said Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. And I think a lot of other people feel that way too. But there's always going to be that taint and that stain, right. even though and, he was and, never caught, but it's right, still and, there. Right. And, and that's why it's hard for the league, Chris, to embrace him. Do you know what I mean? Like right. in that manner. And I think the bill, and, and especially we're going to have a guest on Eric Mangini. Who went public? Let's just be right. honest, Chris. Okay, like that. That wasn't no ball boy or somebody right, right. who had no credibility. Well, and the fact, and, and Randy, was it Randy Mueller who brought yep, it up Randy. yesterday? The fact that they destroyed the tapes. That, I that's think that hurt as him. damning as anything. I agree. Because if it's I not, agree. I mean, what, why are you destroying it? If it's not, you know, something crazy in there. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I want, I'm interested to see where you're at on this because you lost shekels on this. And, of course, that was last night, the Nets against, I, I would say the hapless Houston Rockets, but they've actually won eight straight. Is it eight? They're or seven? Is it eight? Is it is it maybe it's seven, but they, they're on a win streak. Right. Seven they're or eight straight. Right. Right. And Brooklyn goes there, and of course you gotta rest somebody. So they not only rest, rest Kevin Durant, some, they right. rest Lamarcus Aldridge too. And Rob, we, I'm gonna say it again because it, it bears saying that you can bring up your friend and say it too. I, I'm sorry. Enough with the low management. Call me the old man. Call me old school. I call you to show me the proof. Rob, am I wrong? Show I, I, me the proof right. that, that this, this low works. management right. works. Because I got dudes getting hurt left and right. Low management or not. Uh, look, you said a friend of yours went to the game last Kanan. night. He's pissed. He went to the game. I went to the game with him on Sunday. I went with... Uh, Three buddies. He was one of them. And he was excited about going to this game that Brooklyn's coming to town. And he was like, I'm going to be in the park. I'm going to be in the stadium uh, again for the Brooklyn game. So he was hyped about it. You know what I mean? He wanted to see KD or whatever. Yep. So you just feel like you cheated. Like he got tickets and then they find out KD's not playing and all. For rest. If he's hurt, you understand. Right. Everybody can buy that. Oh, he's on a disabled list or injured list, whatever you want to call it today. Chris, you're just like, okay, no problem. He ain't playing because he played the night before and I paid (laughs) tickets. I keep telling you the NBA, I'm waiting for the class action suit, lawsuit. I'm surprised someone hasn't done this. There's two things. Should be a class action lawsuit. And Chris, we should go into business and have where you could buy insurance, player insurance, for people who don't play games that you bought tickets for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what you get your money back. Yeah, right, I think like you say, go broke. 
I think what? the insurance the NBA, company would right? go we, we would be out of business, right? Right, he'd be, right. right. He'd be giving out money every night. It's ridiculous. I mean, but but, but it, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's it, it really is. And, and again, it's unfair. Rob, if it was working, honestly, right. and you talked if it about were it working, and guys what did we never see really got hurt year? anymore. All the injuries, Chris, last year, all it's, the injuries. It's crazy. It's just as much, if not more, than before, and it might be more. And so that, there's that. And we could talk about it in baseball with pitching in particular. Um, There's nothing but, but yeah, injuries. It's just, it's just, and and right. guys are it's better in better shape, Chris, they ever been. Better training facilities, better doctors, better uh, medical staff, travel, nutritionists, equipment, masseuses. Right. Training, I mean, what, what everything. don't they have? Yep. And uh, they don't want to play. But anyway. The point I was going to make is that you thought Brooklyn still would win because James Harden, right? Some people thought he'd go for 50 or 60. He was returning, of course, to Houston, right? Which is where he became a superstar. Right, where he became a superstar. Instead, Rob, he struggles mightily. And, you know, I mean, he put up, you know, numbers, of course, because he's James Harden. And that's what he do, right? That's what he does. James Harden ended up having... Uh, 25 points, 11 rebounds, and eight dimes. But he shot four of 16 from the field and had eight turnovers. Right. And here's my point, Rob. I don't even care about last night's game. It's one of 82. I don't even care that James Harden didn't have the best game. What I care about is the season that James Harden is having. And it's similar to Patrick Mahomes, Rob. Patrick Mahomes not having a horrible season. Patrick Mahomes very likely will still make the Pro Bowl, deservedly. But he's not playing up to the superstar level that he has set and that we expect of him. And that is exactly what is happening with James Harden. Rob, James Harden is, these are, these are his numbers 20.9 points a game, so 21 points, mm-hmm. 9.6 assists, darn near 10 assists, and eight rebounds a night. He's almost averaging a triple double. But this will not cut it, Rob. And I'm telling you, you and I both thought, and you may still think, that the Brooklyn Nets could win the championship without Kyrie Irving. But I thought that based on James Harden being the superstar James Harden, not just the all-star James Harden. And James Harden needs to average 25, 26 points a game when Kyrie's not there. And to hear him say two weeks ago, Rob, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Do I need to score more? Do I need to be a playmaker? I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said. Dude, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm telling you, you need to score more. It ain't rocket science. It ain't calculus. Kyrie's, if, if Kyrie were there, Rob, what James Harden is doing would be fine. Totally fine. In fact, it'd be perfect as the third score, what he's doing. But with Kyrie gone, it's not enough. And they, I don't even think they'll win the East if this is the best James Harden can do, let alone a championship. And, and he's not being – a lot of people thought, Rob, well, it's the change in the rules – and the way the officials are calling things, because obviously a big part of his he scoring the only one. was we getting saw to the Trey line. Young. There's a number of players who have. Damian uh, Lillard. Right. You know, he's but not the only one, right. He's now getting to the line seven and a half times a game. So he's starting to get to the line more, and that's the same as he got to the line last year. Right. 
I but what is it? He's not being consistently aggressive, Rob. He's shooting 14 shots a game, which is his lowest since he left Oklahoma City after his third season in the league. And that's what I'm talking about. I, he needs to get back, not back to what he was in Houston when he was, you know, averaging 30 points a game, but you got to be more aggressive. You got to compliment KD's 28 with 25, 26 of your own if they're going to have a chance to win the championship. Right? I just, my, my only thing is it's way early. Uh, the idea, Chris, that he can't improve. You're talking about 21 points, and you're saying he needs I'm 25. I'm hoping he can improve, yeah. No, but, I, but I, I just, I'm going to believe that James Harden, as time progresses and as time works and goes forward, will be better and will play better. We saw it. I, I'm not, I don't believe he's, he's, he can't get there from 21 to 25 or whatever, 26 points that he can't get there. Uh, they've had a couple other injuries. I know Joe Harris is out. They've had some other things that have, have gone that haven't been great. Uh, Blake Griffin's not playing. I, they took him out of the rotation, right, Chris? Right. Not, what wasn't the impact. last night because all right. was wasn't there. But you know what I'm saying, right? The, the same uh, stuff that he had been giving him because he was fantastic last year once he joined the Nets. Well, um, so, he was good. No, I'm just saying from what, you know, where he was he coming was from Detroit, right. where he was almost a zero. Uh, so I'm not I'm not in that camp yet. I need to see this play out. I need to see things go forward uh, and and watch the team in this NBA. You need two stars, not three. Three is like vanilla ice cream on top of cheesecake and sweet potato pie. That's what three stars of that <laughs> caliber is. You know what I but mean? But would like, you admit? I, and no, I, I, I'm, I know I'm what you're saying. Too. I know what but you're saying. If, with this but, James Harden, doesn't he have to get better? Does he have yes, to get better? Yes, okay. but, I, but I'm holding out that he will get better Yeah, I'm not saying time. he can't I'm be. not writing him off after the first 20 games saying, oh, my God, this is James Harden and the Nets can't win. I, I just don't believe in that. I think he'll be a better player uh, as we move forward and he'll get more back to Because we saw it last year when, J, when KD wasn't there. You remember he's put, he was in – He for, was great. For, he was like he almost was a, we, talk, we were talking about him being an MVP for yep. a stretch of 15 games, you remember? And they just were winning yep. every night. And That's it was just him and, it was him and uh, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie last year. Right. So and I, I think a saying. few explanations. Yeah, a few explanations, Rob. One is what you just said. He's off to a slow start. He'll get better. He's already improved from what he was. He has gotten better. Right. You got to say yes. that, right? The last two yes. weeks have been way better than the first four. Yeah, and even yeah. So he may get just get going and improve. Okay, I'm open to that. Another explanation, Rob. He had the worst hamstring injury in the history of mankind. Because <laughs> he hasn't. Right. That's when he hasn't been the same, and he blamed the hamstring. Sound like an excuse, but still, he blamed the hamstring. He didn't have time to work in off season. Was rehabbing. Blah blah blah. He was balling. Just what you were talking about before the injury. But since then, since re-aggravating it against Boston, because he was good in that series against Boston, he hasn't been the same. So that's number two. Number three, Robin, I'm just throwing this out. I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just saying it's a possible explanation that I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. It could be, Rob, age and attrition. James Harden is 32. 
James Harden is in his 13th season. And you're going to trip off this, Rob. James Harden has already played more regular season games than Larry Bird did. That's crazy. And here's another thing. James Harden is 12 games away from equaling the total number of games that Allen Iverson played. So my point is this. He's already had a full career. Right? Like, he, we think of him still as relatively young in his prime. You know, not young, but, you know, smack dab in the middle of his prime. But, Rob, you, everybody doesn't have a 15-year prime. You know, and so right. no, I, I'm this, just this saying is, it could be a possibility. I don't, you know. At 32, I'm not there yet. Uh, and I just need to see more of the season to be able to figure out where he is. And I think he has gotten better, Chris. And if he continues to get better and they kind of get going and he is the player that we know he can be, I like those two guys together. I think that, that they can uh, – make it happen uh, in the East and give a shot at a championship. I really believe that. And I believe uh, that uh, he was trying to make an adjustment in the beginning, like with the refs and the way they were calling the game. And he's off to a, he was off to a slow start. But I think you agree, and you said it. He has improved of late and is playing yeah, way But better. not you enough. Said that, right, not right. enough. He got to still get better. He, like he, Rob, you said it. He's got to be the James Harden he was a year ago. Right. And, you know, he's going to play. He's not going to play like he did in Houston. But no, you don't need him to, to play that like that caliber. in Houston, though. No. Right. Not, he that. doesn't have to put up the same numbers, but, Rob, he does have to be that caliber of player, right? Right. I understand in that. In a different right. way, more assists, fewer points, but that caliber. He has to be a superstar. Right. The, entering right. You, the they, season, they then to, you think right. he's like a top to, six to player a, in the league. To win a championship, you need two stars. Right. Like that, that's yeah, and he, and not, he not a, be a star, star and a half a star. You need two stars. Right. Two stars can get it done. We saw Giannis do it with one and a half stars, if you want to call Chris Middleton. Well, and, that's a a, and that's a feather right? in Giannis's cap. It is. Because I don't know if these two, I mean, two stars can obviously win it, but can these two stars win it? I think when they're both at their best, they got a good shot. Yep. But Harden's got to get there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Our next guest, three-time Super Bowl champion, Fox Sports NFL analyst, the star of First Things First on Fox Sports 1 in the morning, Coach Eric Mangini. Eric, wow. what's up? <laughs> I, I like that introduction. Obviously, Man. that was not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you like it Rob when they pour. would have been hating. I'm trying to balance it out. When they pour it on thick. I know you like that. I mean, come on. I'm going to give you a dose of reality. 
<laughs> well, you're going to give me a dose of your reality. I don't know if that's true reality. But we'll get some Robopedia. Right, you, you, right. you heard of Wikipedia. This is Robopedia. You remember you gave me that name, Robopedia. <laughs> yeah, just making stuff up. All right, Eric. We we obviously had you on first things first this morning, and I'm glad you're on the show tonight because I wanted to ask you this. Just didn't fit into the TV show this morning, but. And there's this narrative going around or debate about what Belichick having Mac Jones only throw three passes Monday night really meant. Did, was it an indictment of Mac Jones? Like, was it proof that Belichick really doesn't believe in Jones? Or was it just the game plan element the best to the win the game, right. to beat Buffalo? What are your thoughts on that? Well, my, my thoughts are that this is this is what Bill does that makes him unique to, to a lot of other coaches. There's not a lot of coaches that that could have the conviction to stick with a plan like that because it's so counter to what conventional wisdom says. You know, they did something they had that hasn't been done in 42 years with the only one pass in in the first half. But a lot of other coaches would cave to the pressure to the external pressure to at least do what's what's traditionally done and and he doesn't and in coaching against them multiple times one of the things that killed you is is their patience and their ability to to do the same thing over and over again until you show that you can stop it he's not afraid of being boring he's not that that, look we all know that so he's not afraid of that and and that that can be a real strength as opposed to to a weakness and they 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 were tearing the, the the heart out of Buffalo, taking their lunch money and saying, "Can you do anything about it?" And when they couldn't, they just kept doing more of it. It's demoralizing. Mm. Let let uh, Eric. Let's switch over to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mike Lombardi uh, recently said that the uh, Chiefs were broken. Patrick Mahomes was broken. And that, you know, people don't want to admit it or say it. Uh, Mahomes, of course, last two games, no touchdowns. They're winning, but he doesn't look like the same quarterback. And now Mahomes has said he's not going to change anything. He's just going to keep doing what he's been doing. What do you make of where Patrick Mahomes is this season? Well, I talk about this all the time with, with Nick. And there's there's two things that go into to play with, with being a great player and with winning all the time. It's dealing with adversity, and, and it's dealing with success. And he's had so much success for so long that we're all conditioned to see him being successful. And then when you do go through these patches of, of, of adversity, you, you've got you've to be able to, to transition. And sometimes what can happen is, is you push and you press and you press. And we all know that in sports, typically when you press, it doesn't help you. It just, it just hurts you even, even more. I do agree that, that he has to continue to play to his strengths and, and making off, um, off you know, tar- not target, but, but off schedule plays has always been a strength of his, and you don't want to take that away. And I had the same situation with Brett Favre when I had him in New York where you sit down and you have a conversation and you don't want to take away things that he's done so well for so long, but you don't want to take unnecessary risks. You don't want to have to try to win the game on one play. You don't always have to be Superman. It's okay to sometimes be Clark Kent. And and it's, God it's knows I know. That you learn. 
Well, Rob, you're more like Lois Lane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good comeback, Eric, with no script in front of you. Wow. <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. Eric, speaking of Mahomes, one of his last was well, best game recently. Five touchdowns, over 400 yards was the Raiders, and they didn't go cover two the whole game like a lot of these teams are. Why do you think they didn't do it? And do you think they'll go ahead and do it, do it when they play this weekend? I, I really don't think it's all about split safety defense because some teams play two, some teams will, will play four. And, and, and look, if you're getting a bunch of that, the thing that they did last year, and I forget which game it was, they, they ran the ball like 40 times one game early in the season last year and, and explained to the rest of the league that if you're going to sit back in those shell coverages, we're going to run the ball effectively. And Kansas City hasn't been, been able to do that and, and, and make people pay for being in those defenses. I, I don't think it's, it's all a function of that. I don't think the O-line, uh, for as much as it's been retooled, has, been play, has played anywhere near what the expectation was that, that they play. And there's a lot of times where he's under pressure quickly, and there's sometimes where he's vacating the pocket a, a little bit too early. I, I don't think it's a function of him being broken. I don't think it's a function of, of one type of defense. This looks more like a, like a slump, and, and I would imagine he's going to come out of it and, and come out of it in a big way. Now, Eric, let me speak in the slumps. Uh, Matthew Stafford had three really bad games against good teams. Of course, they beat up Jacksonville. Uh, in his last game, what do you make of Stafford and, you know, his, I mean, his inability to so far be able to beat the better teams? His lifetime record against teams over 500 is 9 and 70. What do you make of that? I, I think of you, Rob, when, when I think of Matt Stafford. Because <laughs> you think of Stafford? No. Patford? Is that what you think of? <laughs> well, well, because of our conversations that we, we'd have on, on – you know, out in California on, on the different shows and your frustration with, with Detroit. And there's been a lot of – there's been good coaches that have coached in Detroit. And, and there's been competent guys. And there's been Jim Caldwell, right, coached him, right. There's, there's, been a lot of, there's been a lot of different guys that have, have been talented. And it can't all be their fault. It can't. There's got to be some other component to that. And, and Matt was a, a, a consistent element to that. So he's, he's culpable as well, and, and this is a really great opportunity to see how culpable he is because he's got a, a good supporting cast. He's got a, a system that works. He's in an organization that, that's won, and, and the question is because he's, he's got tremendous talent and he can make unbelievable plays and he can be, he can be red hot, but then you do see that other side, and, and this is the jury's still out because I'm conflicted on him. I've seen him play great. I, I've coached against him when he's played great. I've seen the other side of it. And I know that there's, there's been a lot of good coaches that have gone through that organization that, that couldn't find a way, a way to win with what's supposed to be a franchise quarterback. All right. That's Coach Eric Mangini. Hey, we hey, appreciate Eric, it, Coach. Eric, I'm coming to Cleveland hey. for the NBA All-Star Game. The last time I was in Cleveland – you planned your vacation away so that I w you wouldn't be there when I got there for the baseball All-Star game. Are you going to be around in February? 
well, now I'm going to start planning my vacation. That <laughs> list, thanks for the heads up. You, you shouldn't have given me the scouting report, Rob. I, I knew it. I knew it. All right. Maybe I'll see you in Cleveland in February. All I, right. I would love that, Rob. I would love it. All right. Merry All right, Christmas. Eric, see see you, you in the family. Yep. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Later.